Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Cast Park Podcast. Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Outcast Shark Sharks from the South Park Cast. Sharks from the South Park Cast. Podcast Shark Pod Shark Park Park Podcast. Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Podcast Shark of the Podcast Shark. Podcast Shark. Pod. South Park Podcast Shark. South Park and South Park Podcast Shark Fun Podcast Fun Podcast Podcast Shark Shark Fun The South Park Podcast Shark Fun again to another episode of Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill, and what an episode this week here. Uh, Going to do the review of the episode, uh, which I'll get to in a little bit, but also going to do a South Park Top 10, and this is a new one. I have not seen this list in its entirety, so you guys are going to follow along with me. Uh, as this week, the Top 10... And, and I told you guys this at the end of last week's episode, what it was, but to remind you all, it is the top ten funniest Eric Cartman songs. That is the list, and I'll give my thoughts on that uh, a little bit later on in the show. So this week, uh, the episode that I will be reviewing is The Death Camp of Tolerance. Um, the Death Camp of Tolerance, this is a season six episode as we're slowly getting right towards the end of what has been a fantastic sixth season of South Park. Um, and I gotta be honest with you guys, I, you know, cause I, I've said in the past, there have been some episodes where I say, oh, I've never seen this or I don't remember it. This is one that I actually 
don't remember watching. Um, so you can imagine the frame of mind that I was in when watching this episode. <laughs> um, because it sure is quite an episode, to say the least. Um, so yeah, we're getting right close to the end of uh, the sixth season of South Park, so let's not wait any longer. Let's get into this week's episode, The Death Camp of Tolerance. Uh, this episode was written and directed by Trey Parker, and it originally aired on November 20th, 2002. Now, something that I noticed when watching this, so I'm going to say that this was the first time that this has ever happened with the show, is that, because up to this point, every episode that they've done, they go right into the episode. Well, this week in this episode, this is the first one that I have noticed, and again, you can correct me if I'm wrong, where they do the intro and then they go right into the commercial, which is what the show is now at this point. This is how the show goes now. So they come right back and the episode begins in Principal Victoria's office where Mr. Garrison comes in. And Miss uh, Principal Victoria has a talk with Mr. Garrison and she says how that Mr. Garrison had asked to be promoted from being the kindergarten teacher to the third grade teacher. Well, there is a vacancy in the fourth grade position. I'm just going to let that sit for a second and that they're gonna give Mr. Garrison the promotion they're gonna promote him to the fourth grade teacher so they promote him and you know Principal Victoria is like oh well you know we can't fire you because you're gay you know we've been through this and Mr. Garrison's like wait a minute you can't fire me because I'm gay Oh, yeah, you know, uh, there was something like that that happened up in Minnesota, and the guy got $25 million in damages. So Mr. Garrison now has this plan, this idea that he he's going to try to get himself fired. So that way um, he can get $25 million. This almost sounds like a Cartman plot. Like, except Cartman's an adult in this episode here. So we go to the classroom, and I get disappointed one more time because Miss uh, Mr. Mackey mentions Miss Chokes on Dick. Again, how can you miss the opportunity to have him reminisce, think about Miss Chokes on Dick? I, I, I don't get that. So they introduce... Or so he introduces uh, the new fourth grade teacher, which is Mr. Garrison, and the kids are upset that he's their teacher. Um, would you blame them? So one of the kids asks about Mr. Hat, and Mr. Garrison's like, oh, well, you know, you kids are too old for Mr. Hat. And Kyle has this great line of, a, a two-year-old is too old for Mr. Hat. So... Mr. Garrison introduces us to his new teacher's assistant, Mr. Slave. And this becomes a brand new character. Now, uh, John Hansen is the gentleman who does the voice of Mr. Slave on this show. And <laughs> so, Mr. Garrison says that, you know, uh, Mr. Slave is the teacher's assistant or he is the teacher's ass. Oh, boy. So they get into, or starts going into, um, you know, have doing a lesson when Cartman is making a paper airplane. But it's Kenny who's doing it. And Cartman's like, no, Kenny, I'm not letting you to do this. So Cartman throws the paper airplane and the stand car like, yeah, Kenny's been trapped inside Cartman's body. He drank his remains. So Mr. Garris is like, okay. Well, I'm not going to take this. So he grabs a board. And he goes over to Mr. Slave. And he's like, okay, 
Get into position! And he starts beating him with the board. He starts beating him, beating his ass with the board. And then he's like, put the rubber ball on. So he puts the rubber ball on and, you know, he just keeps beating him some more. And the kids just can't believe what's going on. So we go to the home of one of the kids where the parents are meeting for their Book of the Month club. And they talk about their book and we find out they're reading a Nancy Drew book. Um... I'll give you guys the short version if you don't know uh, who Nancy Drew was. It's a female um, character, a female fictional character, sort of like the Hardy Boys were in books, solving mysteries. Or Wikip or uh, Encyclopedia Brown. Oh my god, I almost said Wikipedia Brown. Oh no. <laughs> Does anyone remember Encyclopedia Brown? That seems like such a long time. I, I remember Encyclopedia Brown. I read an Encyclopedia Brown book. Oh my god, I almost... Now, of course, 21st century today, you could call him Wikipedia Brown. You could. <laughs> so anyway, back to the episode. Um, so the boys come in, and the parents ask him, How was your day? Not not cool. Oh, that's okay. And Stan's like, No, we said it's not good. It's not cool. And they go into explaining how Mr. Garrison's the teacher and how they were, you know, seeing a bunch of basically gay activities. And they're and the parents are just shocked at how, you know, they acted. And so they take them to a museum of tolerance. And folks, this is an actual place. Uh, I'll get into what the building is and all that in a moment, but I want to go through some of the scenes because there are some good scenes in this. So they take the boys to the Museum of Tolerance and they start with this tunnel. It's the Tunnel of Prejudice and they say all these different words, which I will not say on this program because I don't want to lose any of our viewers. Um... So after that, Carmen's excited and he's like, I want to ride, I want to go on that ride again. So then after that, they go through the, uh, the, this hall of stereotypes. And this is a good one. This is a good scene because you have a stereotypical black guy, which is a wife beat shirt, jeans, fried chicken, watermelon, and a gun. And then you also have the Arab, who's a terrorist, even though he's not a terrorist. And then you have the Asian man, who's really good at math. And then you also have the scheming Jew. And then you also have the lazy Mexican. Except it was a real Mexican who was a janitor. <laughs> that was a pretty good scene. So then they go into another part, and the lady there talks about how you know, all people of all, you know, it doesn't matter if it's race, it could be sex, gender, it could be body shape, like this young man here, pointing to Carmen, and she's like, you've probably called him many names, like Tubby, or Lard Boy, or Fat Tits, and Kyle's like, ooh, Fat Tits, that's a good one. So after that, they go out of the building, and, you know, they thank, she thanks them for coming, and... You know, they're about to leave when they see this guy smoking a cigarette. He's like, hey, what are you doing smoking a cigarette? Uh, I'm not in the bill. Get out of here. Yeah, get out of here. You're going to have cancer. And they're calling him all these different names and how pathetic he is. And it's just, <laughs> wow. You go through all that and then in the end you actually show that you're being intolerant. But So anyway, the Museum of Tolerance does exist, folks. This is an actual building. Uh, it is in Los Angeles, California on West Pico Boulevard. Uh, I'll give you a, a description of the uh, Los Angeles building because that's the only one right now. The original museum in Los Angeles opened in 1993, built at a cost of $50 million by the Simon Wiesenthal Center, named after Simon Wiesenthal, a Holocaust survivor. The museum receives 350,000 visitors annually, about a third of which are school-aged children. The museum's most talked-about exhibit is the Holocaust section, where visitors are divided into groups to take their own place in some of the events of World War II. 
These experiences are then discussed afterwards. The museum also features testimony, testimonies of Holocaust survivors, often from live volunteers who tell their stories and answer questions. People also get cards with pictures of Jewish children on them, and at the end of the museum trip, it is revealed rather the child on the card survived or died in the Holocaust. In addition, the museum features a tolerance center that discusses issues of prejudice in everyday life, a multimedia learning center, finding our families, finding ourselves, a collection of archives and documents, various temporary exhibits, such as Los Angeles visual artist Bill Cormelius Jr.'s A-game in the B-Leagues, which documents through paintings the civil rights movement during the segregation of colored people in Major League Baseball and an arts and lectures program. Uh, a classroom visit to the museum is featured in the 2007 movie Freedom Riders based on the real-life story of high school teacher Erin Gruwell and her students and parodied in an episode of South Park that I am currently reviewing right now. Uh, one of the primary criticisms of the Museum of Tolerance is that it exhibits use excessive multimedia technology to appeal and manipulate the emotions of children. The museum uses fast-paced skits, dioramas, films, and interactive computer-controlled exhibits in an effort to make an emotional impact on visitors. For most of the tour, actual historical artifacts are absent and a select few are shown at the end. If you would like to learn more information on this building, just go to museumoftolerance.com. Once again, museumoftolerance.com. Okay, so back to the episode. We go back to school, and we see that Mr. Garrison has a uh, science center set up on his desk, and they talk about water evaporating. So, Mr. Garrison takes a Bunsen. I don't know why I didn't take a beaker. And he asks Mr. Slave to go into position number seven. That's, I don't know what that is. So he takes it and he shoves the Bunsen up Mr. Slave's ass. So then he asks Butters to go get their pet gerbil named Lemmywinks. So, he takes Lemmingwings, puts him in the Bunsen, and Lemmingwings goes into uh, the rectum of Mr. Slave, and they pull the Bunsen out. And Lemmingwings is now inside Mr. Slave. Believe it or not, there is such a thing. There is an act of this. This is called gerbilling. Uh... Okay, I guess we'll go into a brief uh, summary of this. Gerbiling, also known as gerbil stuffing or gerbil shooting, is a rumored sexual practice of inserting small live animals, usually gerbils, but also mice, hamsters, rats, and various other rodents, into the human rectum to obtain stimulation. Some variations of reports suggest that the rodent be covered in a psychoactive substance such as cocaine prior to being inserted. Wow. Okay, then. Uh, so, <laughs> the boys now go to the cafeteria, they're talking to the chef, and they're not sure how they feel, and they talk about what Mr. Garrison has done, and chef is furiated, and he's going to go talk to the principal. Well, Mr. Garrison is sort of in shock that he hasn't been fired yet, but he does get a call from the office, and he's like, 25 million, here we come, do-da, do-da. Meanwhile, Mr. Slave is starting to have actions going on in his stomach, as we see it as Lemmywinks. And there we get the our side story, I, I guess you could say, of this episode, because uh, he is greeted by a... A frog, a spiritual frog, and the frog tells Lemmy Winks that he must crawl out of the gay man's body to be free. And we go into the 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 whole Lemmy Winks song, which was talked about in a recent episode among the ten best South Park songs. So the frog prince tells him, you know, you got to go through the rectum and through that. I wish I could do the song, but I can't. He's like, Lemmy Wings, Lemmy Wings, 
hanging on the loving wings. So after after we get that wonderful intro, um, Mr. Garrison, Chef, are in Principal Victoria's office, and basically, you know, Chef told Principal Victoria what happened, and Mr. Garrison's like, "Oh well, I guess I'm gonna be fired," and. Principal Victoria's like, no, actually, we're going to send Chef to a tolerance seminar. <laughs> and Chef is upset. And it is so absurd. It's like, why is the guy who's reporting, um, the you know, the other person for doing something wrong going to a tolerance seminar? That's what I don't get. But it's pretty funny. So, after that, uh, Mr. Garrison comes back, he's upset, and instead of getting fired and possibly suing them, he's going to get a Courageous Teacher Award for overcoming adversity, which is pretty funny. So we go back and we see Lemmy Wink still crawling up, and he's going. if he gets past this part, he's going to meet the Sparrow Prince. And... He eventually does make it, and he meets the Sparrow Prince. And the Sparrow Prince gives him a, a helmet with a torch, and he tells him there's two ways you can go. You can either go through the stomach, or you could go another way, and if you go the other way, you will die a terrible death. So we'll see how that goes. Meanwhile, the boys are now in the principal's office talking or the parents are there, and they say that they refuse to go into the classroom because of what Mr. Garrison's doing. So, the principal now decides, you know what? These boys are going to have to go to tolerance camp. And they're not really, like, they're not really sure what a tolerance camp is, but oh boy, do we get to see it. Um, so... They go to the tolerance camp, and this is where the episode gets good. Or, I mean, it's already good, but it does get a little bit better. They change to black and white, and the first thought was Schindler's List. And I have seen Schindler's List. That's a hell of a movie. Oh my god, if you've never seen Schindler's List, go out of your way, folks. Um, you know, it's worth the watch. Excuse me. So, the people in charge, they have sort of this Nazi talk, you know, that they're going to take care of this tolerance camp. And they do such a good job of this scene, you know. And where they go from this for the rest of the episode is pretty good. So, um, so we come back and Mr. Slave is talking, or Mr. Garrison is talking with Mr. Slave and, you know, he's coming up with Designs what they're going to wear for this award ceremony. And Mr. Slave is still not feeling good. Well, Mr. Garrison gives him some Pepto-Bismol. And this is one of the best scenes, I think, of this episode from a graphic point of view, from an animation point of view. It is so good because the technology is right there. It's 2002, but the, it's just so good the way the whole technology is done. And... You know, it goes down, and, you know, we see the Pepto-Bismol go down, but here's Lemmy Winks, and Lemmy Winks survives. So he now meets Catacatafish. Catatafish. There we go. Catatafish. So Catatafish is going to tell Lemmy Winks a riddle, and this is to get him further up, although we never quite hear what the riddle is. Meanwhile, back at the at the tolerance camp, all the children are in this room, and they are supposed to finger paint uh, diversity. Well, Kyle couldn't think of anything, so he finger paints a bear, and the leader is like, "Why are you finger painting a bear? We want you to do. We want you to finger paint diversity." So he crumbles up the paper, and he's like, "Faster!" Faster! Faster! And they're doing it faster, and Kyle does get a good painting of diversity. So, as that's going on, um, we see what is happening, and now the boys are outside and they're doing macaroni pictures of diversity. 
and Kyle is just about out of it. He's he, he's trying to hold on, but he just he's almost to the point where he can't do it much more. So now we see one of the kids being dragged out, and it's Butters. Butters just passes out, um, and he just can't take it anymore. Meanwhile, Cartman, and this is another good scene. Oh, this is such a good scene. Cartman is going to go to the bathroom. They have porta potties. So Cartman's going to go to the bathroom. And when he opens the door, he sees two little girls hiding underneath the toilet of the porta potty. I have no idea how they did this, but they managed to do it. So the officer asks Cartman if everything's okay, and he's like, Yeah, yeah, I was going to go to the bathroom. So as Carmen, he has a split second thought. He was thinking of leaving. But then he goes in and he goes to the bathroom anyway. And he's like, I was lying. There are two girls hiding in here. Officer. Officer. So we now go to the Museum of Tolerance. And we go to the awards uh, ceremony. And, you know, they're going to present Mr. Garrison with the award. They do the quick introduction. And... You know, the, the parents of the children are there. And there's one line where Sharon's at, you know, with Randy. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm so ashamed of our son. Okay. So they introduce Mr. Slave, or Mr. Garrison, pardon me. And here's Mr. Garrison riding Mr. Slave like a horse, horseback. And the dads, Stan and Kyle's dads are like, Oh my, that's what they were talking about? So, basically, Mr. Garrison does this half-ass speech, still trying to get himself fired, but it's just not working because the people are like, Oh wow, that's real inspirational. Oh, that's, that's absolutely wonderful. And the people still are not getting it. And Mr. Garrison is at the point where he's like, look, people, I don't want this award. I, you know, I just want to get fired and get paid millions of dollars. And while this is going on, the the parents, they realize, you know, what their kids were saying. And they run out of there and, you know, they try to get, you know, to save their kids. Meanwhile... Mr. Slave is up to, or he's down on his knees, and we see Lemmy Winks, he's hooked up to this machine, and the Frog Prince is there, and he's like, you are almost through, Lemmy Winks, you are almost through with this mission. So, Mr. Garrison, after explaining himself, you know, the, the difference between tolerance and acceptance is like, okay, can I have my $25 million? And Principal Victoria is like, oh, you know, I think I got a better idea. So we go to the tolerance camp, and now the, the color has changed from black and white to full color. And the kids are thin. They've lost weight. I mean, they're not... It's not like that episode where Cartman lost all of his weight when they were reenacting uh, the, the crucifixion of Jesus... But they are thin, and the parents are like, We are so sorry. Why didn't you tell us all of this? And the boys are just giving this stare. It's like, are you shitting me? So as they leave, Mr. Garrison and Mr. Slave are welcomed into the tolerance camp. And at first, Mr. Slave's like, Oh, this sounds wonderful. And then he starts to feel one more little bit of pain, and he coughs out Lemmy Winks, and Lemmy Winks has managed out of Mr. Slave, and the the Frog Prince, Sparrow Prince, and Catatafish are there, and they crown Lemmy Winks the gerbil king, and Lemmy Winks just walks off as they play the Lemmy Winks song, and that is the end of the episode, The Death Camp of Tolerance. All right, what did I think of this episode? This 
was another, <laughs> this was another good episode. I, I, I gotta say, um, I actually had to rewatch this episode because the first time I watched this episode, I had this thought of what the hell did I just see? That was my honest thought. What did I just see? Watching it a second time, I got a lot more appreciation for this episode. Uh, very good storyline. Uh, we get a brand new, we get two, we get a bunch of new characters, if you think about it. Mr. Slave and Lemmy Winks being the main ones, even though we don't see Lemmy Winks that much. But to think, 15 plus years later, he is still a remembered character for basically a one-off. Um, and it's such a good episode, and they're basically trying to teach us, or trying to teach the people about, you know, tolerance and acceptance and all that. It's a really good episode. I'm going to give this episode an 8 out of 10. Um, that's what I'm going to give this episode. But, um, but before I go into the notes of this episode. I, I want to talk about something that I had thought about while watching this episode. And that is um, a, a movie. Speaking of tolerance, um, there was a movie that came out over a hundred years ago. And the movie is called Intolerance, which is uh, a, a famous silent movie directed by D.W. Griffith. Now, the following now this movie came out in 1916 the previous year D.W. Griffith um, released a movie called The Birth of a Nation which if you have not seen it actually I'm going to recommend you guys see both of these movies for different reasons the first one I recommend The Birth of a Nation because it, it, it is very controversial. I'm not going to lie. I mean, there's a lot of messed up stuff uh, in that movie. But it is a very good movie, in my opinion. Intolerance is D.W. Griffith's way of making up for the backlash that he got for this movie. And there is a lot of backlash. Because if you've never seen uh, Birth of a Nation. Basically he is praising the Ku Klux Klan. I mean it is absolutely ridiculous. I mean he black faces the white actors in the movie. Um, I mean I, I think the movie is great. But I don't support the whole idea of. Oh we're going to support the Klan and all that. I really don't. So, D.W. Griffith, the following year, makes this movie called Intolerance. And it's basically four stories. And you have to really follow this, because it is a lot to follow. And it is a long movie. It's three and a half hours. Um, so there's four... There's four stories to go into this. Um, there's Babylonian time. There's Judean time, which involves Jesus. There's the French Renaissance, and there's the modern American. Um, I, it's Like I said, it's hard for me to explain this movie. Um, except, you know, it, it, you know, this is D, like I said, this is D.W. Griffith's way of making up for what he did with Birth of a Nation. Now, this movie does end up, almost 100 years later, make it on the American Film Institution's list of the 100 greatest movies ever made in 2007. Um, I've seen this movie. I have tried. Believe me. I mean, I, I have seen this movie. Um... I didn't think it was that good of a movie. Maybe maybe it's just me. Because I, I saw this movie first, before I saw The Birth of a Nation. And I understand what D.W. Griffith is trying to go into. I understand what he's doing. And it's a 
it's a valiant effort, but it's just so much, and like he's just going too many places this way, that way. It's very, very hard to you know keep it straight. Um, so I say if you're gonna watch this, watch it with the mindset that this movie will take you all over the place. Um, that's what I recommend. You know, watch the movie, but remember, this movie is going to take you all over the place. So, um, now back to South Park. Where did the idea of this episode come from? This episode was part of the long process of trying to get everything back to the way it was before the boys got in the fourth grade. This time, Mr. Garrison becomes their teacher once more. Or at least that's one of the... Yeah, that, that is where the idea of this episode comes from. Uh, production notes. The Death Camp of Tolerance was written and directed, like I said, by Trey Parker. By this point in the series' sixth season, the show had followed a story arc involving the death of Kenny and several other tangents. Among those, Mr. Garrison's move to teaching kindergarten. Parker and Trace, or Matt Stone began their attempts to return the show to normalcy with Mr. Garrison's return to being the children's teacher in this episode. The staff at the studio found the subplot involving the Lemmingwinks ridiculous. Parker recalled watching an animatic, an animatic and he and Stone began being the only ones laughing while the others sat and stared. The animation crew viewed the sequences as temporary until Parker informed them that they would be in the final episode. Although few besides the creators found the episode humorous during production, Stone later recalled receiving calls from friends who found the subplot funny while also remarking, that's the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. Well, go back to the gerbilling part. The character and plot line originated as a spoof of the Lord of the Rings and its primary protagonist, Frodo Baggins, who Parker and Stone found a very ineffective and pointless main character. Lemmy Winks was originally a squirrel in a possible live-action Lord of the Rings parody the duo scrapped. Oh dear lord. Oh dear lord. Despite this, a mention of a fictitious program revolving around the Lemmy Winks was mentioned in a 2001 episode of the duo's live-action series, That's My Bush. The character of Mr. Slave, who is introduced in this episode, is the voice of South Park staffer John Hansen. The voice originated in conversations with Parker and Stone as an arbitrary, stereotypical homosexual voice. In 2010, the Delhi Telegraph mentioned this episode as a moment in which the series solidified solidified its form, writing, The episode contains all the ingredients that have helped to transform South Park into the funniest, cleverest, most corrosive, and watchable satire on television. According to the paper, some fans still regard it as the greatest episode. Okay. This was written in 2010, this article. The episode was in 2002. Like I said, we have a long way to go. This is a good episode, but to me, this is far from being the greatest episode. Oh my goodness. I mean, I respect the people's opinions, but this is far from being the greatest episode. That's just me. Lemmy Winks, alongside the Frog King, the Sparrow Prince, and the Catatafish, later appear in the 15th season episode Bass to Mouth, as well as the 2014 video game South Park. The Stick of Truth. Alright, now it's time to go to IMDB and see what everybody thinks about this episode. Of over 1,700 members of IMDB, the average rating for this episode is an 8.8 out of 10. To break it down, 627 people gave this a 10, 464 people gave this a 9, 361 people gave this an 8, and 50 people gave this episode a 1. Ooh. Um, to break it down for demographics, uh, over 1,300 males voted. The average rating for the males is an 8.8. .8. Meanwhile, the females, it's a little bit lower. 
um, the average rating there is an 8.4. So it's almost a 9, but I think an 8 is a very respectable rating. Okay, got three reviews to read, and let's get into it and start off with Gangsta Hippie. Gangsta Hippie wrote, Death Camp of Tolerance is one of the funniest episodes of South Park, in my opinion. I think it is the best episode of Season 6. The plot involves Mr. Garrison trying to get himself fired so he can sue the school for $25 million. So he brings in a new teaching assistant named Mr. Slave. Mr. Slave and Garrison do many inappropriate gay acts in hopes that they will get fired. When the boys tell their parents, they just state that they are homophobic. The boys end up going to a tolerance camp, which resembles a Nazi holocaust camp. It does. It, it does. In a small subplot, Mr. Garrison shoves a gerbil up Mr. Slave's ass. The gerbil, named Lemmy Winks, travels through Mr. Slave's body while guided by the Frog King. This is a hilarious and great South Park episode, and he gave it 10 out of 10. Next review is from Mr. Don Leone, who wrote, Oh man, this episode was so funny. The slave of Mr. Garrison looked like one of the village people. Actually, I never thought about that till now. That's beeping hilarious. That scene will haunt through my mind or through my head for the rest of my life. Anytime I will see a male teacher, I will laugh myself to beep. Also, it's not tolerant at all, but that makes the episode even better. The medieval song when Lemmy Winks the Rat, again, gerbil, appears on screen was very well written. I hope I will find it somewhere on the net so I can hear it over and over again. Wow. The total experience of this one makes me laugh terribly. I hope I will be able to finish my exams at school without laughing every second. Superb episode. Wow, I hope he passed his exam on that one. We have a new review. Uh, this is from Stephanie, who wrote... Actually, it's very rare we get a female review, but that's cool. Anyway, Stephanie wrote, This is a very funny episode. I could watch it a million times. I thought it was funny how Mr. Garrison wanted to get fired for being gay to get $25 million. I really liked the part where Garrison put the gerbil in Mr. Slave's ass. I could watch that part over and over again because it was funny. When I first saw that part, I was laughing so hard I spit out my drink that I was drinking. Well, that's what you do when you spit out your drink. When Garrison was about to put the gerbil in Slave's ass, I just loved the look on the boys' faces. They were like, what the F is he doing? And after Garrison put the gerbil in Slave's ass, I liked how Mr. Slave was like, Dude, Jesus Christ, ah! And then Butters was all worried about the gerbil. If you haven't watched this episode yet, you should because you will be laughing out loud when it is all over. So pretty much very positive reviews on this episode, The Death Camp of Tolerance. Now normally this would be where the episode ends, but I got a special top 10! And this is the top 10 funniest Eric Cartman songs. Uh, this list was done by WatchMojo.com. It came out on March 16th, 2018. So... Basically, the principle is these are songs performed by Eric Cartman. They could be originals. They could be covers of songs. You know, like him doing uh, I'm Sailing, you know, by Sticks. Come Sail Away. So let's get into this top 10. And I'm going to start off at number 10 with In the Ghetto. Living in the Ghetto. Living in a that I mean, it's short, but it's funny. And only Carmen, I think, could sing this song. And he does sing it every once in a while after the original run. Living in a ghetto. Oh, mama, mama working because I'm living in a ghetto. Uh, so I, I actually enjoy that. That's The way he does it is very funny. Only Cartman can do it, in my opinion. Uh, number nine, 
I'm not the poorest kid in school. Oh, that is such a terrible... That's terrible. That's like bragging, you know. Like, I'm not the... Like, I got ice cream and you're on welfare. That, that's sort of how it is, but... Um, wow. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about that song. I'm not the poorest kid in school. Wow. Uh, number eight, Somalian Pirates Wii. Um, okay, I'm going to be honest. I don't remember the song. I remember the episode where they tried to be pirates in Somalia, but I honestly don't remember this song. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to go with that. Number seven, Finger Bang. Oh, my that legendary episode from season four. Finger bang. Bang, bang. Finger bang. Oh, man. This was when Carmen wanted to have a million dollars. Sort of like Mr. Garrison wanted $25 million in this week's episode. Just, uh, just completely different, you know, train of thought. Now, this is a good song. It's funny. You know, the point is there, so it is what it is. Number six, Oh Holy Night. Um, you will actually find it on many people's lists as one of the better versions of this song. Um, I mean, the words are changed a little bit, but it has to be Cartman's way, you know? It's like, Jesus was born so I get presents. It has to be Carmen's way, but it is pretty funny. It's a very funny version of one of the more traditional Christmas songs ever written. I don't know if you'll hear it on the radio, but to the diehard South Park fans, this is one of their favorite versions. Number five, Give Life a Try. Uh... Oh, yeah, that was from uh, this past season, season 21. Yeah, this was a good one. This was a good song. Um, I had no idea when I saw it what it was about, but when you think about it, it's a very good, it's a very funny song. So, um, I don't know if it's top five, though. That's the thing. Is it really top five? I could think of other... I could probably think of other Cartman songs that are funnier than this, but like I said, that's just that's just me. Number four, You and Cthulhu. Uh, this is during the time when Cartman was the coon, and I think it was... Wasn't this like a three-part episode? Like him, like the coon trying to be on his own, and then Mysterion is there to thwart his plans. I'm, I'm trying to... I, I think that's what it was. Uh, number three. Heat of the Moment. Yes, this is a good version of that great song by Asia. Okay, I'm getting a little carried away. I do like the song. I mean, the, the actual song is good, but Cartman's version is pretty good as well. Um, this was talked about in the episode Kenny Dies, which you guys can go back to uh, from Season 5. Um, no, this is actually one of Cartman's better songs. I, I would like to see more of Cartman covering other songs. I really would. A whole, think about this, a whole album of Cartman doing cover songs. Wow, that'd be great. Number two, Minorities at My Water Park. Oh my. Um, well, I'll wait to get to that episode. That's a long way from now, but, um, this is a very different song. This is an interesting song to say the least. Um, again, nobody but Cartman could sing this song. Nobody. Nobody 
but Cartman could sing this song. Uh, let's get into the number one song. And believe it or not, it's not Cartman or Kyle's mom is a bitch, surprisingly. I th or is it? Yes, it is. I, I apologize. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. I, I apologize. Kyle's mom's a bitch is number one. Um, come on. That's like his theme song, basically. Um, what else is there to say? You know, but you know what, though? I, I do like, like I said earlier, I do like his version of Come Sail Away from Sticks. It is such a funny version. Um, but there's so many good Cartman songs. Ugh, there's so many. Why, why isn't Come Sail Away on this list? Um, but as far as this list goes, they got number one right. This is, you know, Kyle's Mom, that is the Cartman song. That is everything about Cartman, basically. I mean, what else is there to say? Um, honestly, I don't think there's any other song that could be number one but this. But, you guys, we could talk about this on our Facebook group, you know, what you guys think. But this is the best song, I think. Alright, that's going to do it for the show this week. Getting into the plugs, you can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97. Join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. You can join in, talk about the past episodes that have been reviewed, and so much more. Just type in Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. You're right there. And if for some reason you can't find it, it's okay. Just click on the link below in the description box and you are there. And please don't forget to visit my Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Bill's World of Podcasts. Your support will help not only this podcast, but some of the other podcasts that I do, including that wrestling show, Nostalgia Crew, and Untitled Movie Project. Next week, going to get into an episode that is near and dear to my heart, and I'll explain why next week. Because the episode is The Biggest Douche in the Universe. I'll, I'll explain everything next week. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I am Bill, and you guys have been listening to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast.